Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus episode of God Have Heart Wrestling, featuring yours truly, Jamal Honus. And today, I bring you a bonus episode. Like I said, I was going to do it. You know, it took a little bit too long, but I'm here right now. We are going to talk about the 1996 King of the Ring. And I don't know about all you fans, but I consider the 1996 King of the Ring to be one of the top five King of the Rings of all time, considering how good this was and very underrated by... I don't know, almost everybody. It seemed to have forgotten. Like, everybody can take away from this event that, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin had won the tournament and Austin 316 was born that night in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But take away from the fact that he had a dead ever championship match made between Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog. We had a high time match between Goldust and Ahmed Johnson and a tag team championship match was, wasn't too bad between the Smoking Guns and the Godwins. And also other matches on the card too, like Mankind versus, ba- Mankind versus The Undertaker. And the Ultimate Warrior facing Jerry Lawler. Whoever thought that match happened, but it did at this event, the nineteen ninety six King of the Ring event. This event will be live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Mecca Arena with an attendance record of eight thousand seven hundred sixty two fans there. With the taglines, "To battle is honored, to win is hell." And I don't know about this tagline, but it's pretty cool though. You know, it really was. I think the nineteen ninety six King of the Ring to be one of the best. You know, so. Arguing about about that, but 1916 was really that good, in my opinion. We had a free for all matchup there. We saw the Body Donnas defeat the New Rockers, Liv Cassidy and Marginetti. I guess we all know Liv Cassidy would go on to be Al Snow back in the 1998 era, the attitude era of the WWE at the time. And of course, Skip and Zip, the Body Donnas. I consider them an underrated tag team. They were kind of good, you know, but I don't think they got as much too much of spotlight. Andy WF at the time when one rolling Miguel into the new generation era, but you know, I guess you know, you do what you can with certain types of tag teams and you know how to showcase them. But you know, nonetheless they got the win over the new rockers here and they missed six seconds here. So pretty decent match to say the least, you know. I saw this match on YouTube actually, so it's not shown on the full event of the nineteen six King of the Ring on the Peacock, you know, app, so, yeah. And then next we had a dark match. A dark match. This one I kind of considered to be, you know, different here because we had Hunter S. Helmsley defeating Aldo Matoya, who was also another gimmick by Alice Nose. Alice Nose was pretty much playing two gimmicks at this time here. I, I definitely considered this one to be the lowest one out of him, Liam Cassidy, and it's better known persona, Al Snow. So, kind of weird here, you know. So, technically, Al Snow, you know, the person got two losses here. And the matches weren't, wasn't even shown on televised, you know, on the pay-per-view event, you know. So, the match was about less than three minutes away. Less than, less than three minutes total time for this matchup. And didn't really consider it to be this kind of good, you know, for the most part. So, yeah. And we come up with the event here with a building up and a whole video package running down the matches that we're going to be shown here at the King of the Ring event. I don't know about you. I kind of like this whole video package to put together here right before the event and they do the first match up there. This is pretty cool, actually. They should do more introductions like this as far as events go, you know? But nonetheless, we kick off with the King of the Ring event with the first semi-final matchup here between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mark Merrill. I don't know about you guys. I love Star Wars Close entrance, his thieves on everything, but I kind of kind of missed the the um 
the ringmaster's you know entrance here this is pretty cool i i kind of dig with the song kind of slow methodical but you kind of you gotta it kind of matches stone cold attitude at the time before it became awesome 316 as it's here and you know mark merrill the wild man at this time was undefeated here in the wf so it was up to steve austin to give the wild man mark merrill his first loss in this not only the tournament but any home type federation here this is actually one of the good matches, the best match between Austin and Merrill here, back and forth action here. At one point, there was a drop kick that knocked Snowball Steve Austin's lip and busted it entirely, the top lip there. So glad that Austin was bleeding from the mouth majority of this entire matchup here. We saw a lot of high crime action from Mark Merrill here, including one, you know, almost hit a mark velocity, but not none slide. Snowball Steve Austin got the slingshot there, hanging Mark Merrill on the top rope for the one, two, three. Stone Cold Steve Austin advances to the finals of the tournament here, and Mark Morrell unfortunately suffered his first loss here in the WF at the time. So take away from nothing, but like it will be mentioned later on in this program that Stone Cold Steve Austin had to go to the ER to get final stitches in preparation for him being able to wrestle in the finals against whoever advances between Vader and Jake the St. Roberts here in the next opening contest of the King of the Rings semifinal matchup here. So Stone Cold Steve Austin did that. Luckily, he was able to continue. Moving on, though, J.T. Roberts and Vader in the second semifinal matchup here. Kind of weird, considering that J.T. Roberts is, well, in his 40s, 41 years old, before Owen Hart exaggerated on commentary about him being 51, 61, and etc. I guess we all know how bad mouth Owen Hart can be, but in a funny way, not too serious. But So I got to admit, Owen Hart's commentary and skills as a commentator for this event, it was okay. You know, he has some pretty funny remarks throughout this whole entire event, but wasn't too bad, to say the least. Could be worse. You know, Owen Hart is a wrestler, not a commentator, but, you know, he did, he did his best. So, here. Yeah, but, yeah, we get this matchup here, and pretty non-back-and-forth. It was pretty much all dominance by Vader here, until J.J. Roberts was able to pull out a massive DDT, but knocking on the referee, too. But thanks to Vader, that potentially pulled on the referee here. Referee got upset. Disqualified Vader. Jade Snake Roberts is going to the final for the tournament here. It'll be Steve Austin and Jade Snake Roberts battling to see who will become the prestigious fourth King of the Ring winner throughout the whole chronology here. And it's pretty cool. You know, you never thought, like, you'll see uh, as old as Jade Snake Roberts is here getting the winner with Vader, but it happened. Unfortunately, after the matchup there, we see Vader trying to pull down and pummel. J.T. Roberts injuring his ribs there. It's kind of questionable now for J.T. Roberts to be going into the finals wrestling against probably a well-rested Stone Cold Steve Austin at this point. But J.T. Roberts said during the event that he's going to be able to continue one way or another. Next up, we got the first time I share the WF Tag Team Championship match between the Smoking Guns and the Godwins. Smoking Guns were the defending champions here, led to the ring by Sonny. Who was really determined to keep the championships on the Smoking Guns here? I admit, between these two tag teams, I kind of like them both equally. Mainly because, you know, you got Smoking Guns who are fan favorites here. You know, trying to elevate themselves as one of the best tag teams here. You got these Godwins, these two big, almost 300-pounders, rough and toughers that will pound you into oblivion here. So, complete different wrestling styles here to mix up between these two tag teams here. But you got to admit, you know, it's kind of time for worse here. Smoking Guns seem to pull off a lot of dirty maneuvers here. Kind of like as a heel tag team, you know, because the Godwins were also very liked at the time as well. So you can't really go against either team for not being fan favorites at this event. 
know, the godless hair wrestling clean as possible here until a dirty maneuver by Billy Gunn and even Bart Gunn got them to win by pinfall. Smoke Guns are still your tag team champions in 10 minutes and 10 seconds here to ensure that their tag team championship brain was safe and sound. Up next, we got the Ultimate Warrior and Jadrick and Lala here. You gotta admit, this is kind of a rematch. If any fan, if you're a big fan of Dalton Warrior or Jadrick and Lala here, you gotta consider this match a dream match here. You thought you'd never see these two go one-on-one. It in fact happened at this event, King of the Ring 96 here. Of course, we had Jerry Lala come out first and talking trash to uh, mainly everybody in the WWE Universe, or the fans as they call it at the time. And then after that, we see Ultimate Warrior's music hits, and he comes out shaking ropes, running everywhere. The ultimate style of the Ultimate Warrior here is pretty cool, you know, really badass. I, I'm a big fan, and I think we'll all be a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior here. I mean, there's nothing that, you know, is better than the Ultimate Warrior, especially when it comes to big matches like this. He always delivers no matter what. Surprisingly, this match went longer than the Ultimate Warrior and Triple H's match at WrestleMania 12 earlier that year. I can't even call that a match. That was just a one and done. Don't know why it was so short, but, you know, this was definitely a lot longer, though. So if you guys go back and watch this Ultimate Warrior match, well, it, it was fast, but it wasn't that fast, you know. Actually, if you go back and watch the match, this, you know, the match completely dominated by Jerry Lawler at first, between the first two and a half minutes. Until Ultimate Warrior came back, and the why they piled driver, it got up like it was nothing. You, 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 like, think about it. Like, if you go back and watch the Fiends matches and how many times you get put down by Seth Rollins or Goldberg, it gets right back up. This is kind of like Ultimate Warrior, you know, channeling his inner gods, you know, gods from above. Hits the show tackle on Jay Pinola, gets the one, two, three. Ultimate Warrior wins in three minutes and 50 seconds here. So, like I said, the quick match wasn't too quick. It was certainly enjoyable for the most part, you know? Next up, we have Mankind going one-on-one with The Undertaker. This was one of the first, actually probably the first match between ever throughout the whole entire rivalry between The Undertaker and Mankind here. Don't forget we saw at the WrestleMania 12 that Mankind made his debut attacking The Undertaker tonight after WrestleMania 12 on April 1st, 1996. We saw them at Any House Square Dog when The Undertaker lost to Goldust in a casting match for the IC title. And you saw, again, a couple of weeks ago, right before the event here, where Mankind again tapped the Untaker from out of nowhere, giving him the mandible claw. So it's up to the Untaker to defeat Mankind and put him away for good, or at least make him rest in peace. Of course, I stress this enough, the Untaker being one of my favorite superstars here, but you got to bet, this whole demonic you know, persona of Mankind seems to get you know, everybody enjoying the fact that Mick Foley is indestructible, you know? And throughout this match, I gotta say, this is probably the most physical match of the night between these two men here. These two men, it was evenly matched, you know, with the, even with the Undertaker and the chair shots there. Undertaker dropping a leg with the steel chair on Mankind's face, crushing Mankind's face there, trying to damage the mandible claw at some point during the matchup there. The one little mistake that saw Undertaker about to go over Mankind, Paul Bear incidentally accidentally struck the Undertaker with the, with the urn, in the head, Mankind applying the mandible claw on the Undertaker, making the Undertaker pass out due to technical submission. Mankind beats the Undertaker in 18 minutes and 21 seconds here. What a match. You gotta admit, this, these two beat the holy crap out of each other here. So it's pretty good to see these two go 1-1 for the first time ever. And Mankind got the victory. I mean, not many people could say they defeat the Undertaker 1-1 on a 
big stage pay-per-view like the King of the Ring, but it happened for Mankind here. I'm going to tell you what happened two years later, because I'm going to save that for another bonus episode of my podcast, but trust me, you thought the 1916 King of the Ring... Battle between the Undertaker and Mankind was good. Next time we'll talk about the 1998 King of the Ring battle between the Undertaker and Mankind, in which they both went to hell. Next up here, we have the Intercontinental Championship match, our second time match of the night between Ahmed Johnson and Golda. Golda makes his way to the ring here. Ahmed Johnson makes a kiss, and not even slow walking, he just rushes to the ring and attacks Goldust there out of nowhere. But you gotta make Goldust, it was a pretty good match back and forth. I'm, I don't know, I'm not a big Ahmed Johnson fan, but I guess at this time he was, you know, fan favored by most of the people here. And I think they were, they really wanted to see someone take that IC title off of Goldust because the Undertaker didn't at the previous event in your house, Beware of Dogs. So, yeah, pretty crazy here. <laughs> so I guess Ahmed Johnson would do as a person to dethrone Goldust with the IC title here. And this match is pretty much dominated by Goldust left and right. So, until that one final uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, I don't know what the hell to call that. I saw on the episode of Night Raw, and it kind of made my stomach upset, too, a little bit. But, anyways. Welcome, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson hit the power plunge. One, two, three. Ahmed Johnson is your new Intercontinental Champion in 15 minutes and 34 seconds here. I gotta admit. This was probably one of the better Arma Johnson matches, give it or not. And this was supposed to be Arma Johnson's big push onto bigger and better things there. You know, but surely he did get injured right at this event and had to be forced to vacate the IC title. So kind of sucks for Arma Johnson's career to be derailed like that. Even though Goldust was still, you know, a top player in the WWE at the time. So this wouldn't affect Goldust's career losing the IC title to Ahmed Johnson. Next up here, we got the final match of the King of the Ring tournament here. We see Stone Cold Steve Austin going one-on-one with Jake the Snake Roberts. Pretty quick matchup there. You know, Austin dominated and tried to take the bandages off the ribs of Jake Roberts. Even we had Gorilla Monsoon try to come in and ask Jake Roberts if he wanted to continue. Jake the, Jake Snake Roberts said yes. Austin hits the Stone Cold Stunner, gets to 1-2-3. Austin is your 1996 King of the Ring victory here. And I don't think I need to say what happens after this event. That's known famous as one of the greatest moments ever in the history of WWE. Austin grabs the microphone and says, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass, and quote. That's how Austin 316 was born, guys. So you want to watch that moment again? I take it to go on the WWE Network on Peacock and watch the 1916 ring event because I think pretty much that's what you fans could know. The single best thing happened that night was Austin 316 was born. And... I don't know. You guys want to hear an inside tip? Stone Cold wasn't even scheduled to win the 1916 tournament. Technically, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, was technically the man that was supposed to win the 1916 tournament and get his career elevated. But due to what happened with the curtain call incident in MSG in May of 96 involving Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Hall, and Nash, that, you know, wasn't supposed to happen. They broke character. They, um, Triple H and Michael said goodbye to their friends, Hall and Nash, that were leaving for WCW at the time. So, of course, you know, you can't punish Hall and Nash. They're already out. Sean is not the champion, so he's not going to get punished. The only one to take the fall was Triple H at the time. So, yeah, bad luck for Triple H there. But it's okay. He went on to win the next following year, King of the Tournament 1997. That took place here in Providence, Rhode Island that year at the Providence Civic Center back in 97. So, 
it was kind of sucks for Troy White not to win this event, but at least next year he won. You know, very appropriate. All right, we got the main event here. Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog one-on-one for the championship with Mr. Perfect as special referee. At least that's what we thought. He was going to be special referee inside the ring. Nope, Grill Monsoon came out, and before the match even happened, that Mr. Perfect was going to be the champ, that was going to be the special referee outside of the ring, and have referee Earl Hebner, one of the, you know, um, older officials, be the in-ring referee for this matchup, just to make sure they're not shenanigans that may go against Michaels in this championship matchup here. This is a long time match. It's about 26 minutes and 24 seconds here, so good match back and forth here. And of course, British Bulldog had to do some dirty tricks, even a suplex outside the ring that, you know, pretty much damaged Shawn Michaels from early on here. A big backdrop inside the ring. We saw Shawn Michaels getting caught into a devastating powerbomb from the British Bulldog. Michaels turned onto a body slam, a elbow off the top rope, and sweet chin music, having both Earl Hebner and Mr. Perfect count one, two, before Owen Hart pulls Mr. Perfect out the ring. Referee Earl Hebner's hands stole his three. Shawn Michaels is still your WWE champion in 26 minutes and 24 seconds. Of course, the celebration will be left short as Owen Hart from commentary, who is not supposed to be in the ring, attacked Shawn Michaels from behind. We had Ahmed Johnson come, come out there and try to even away with playing fields. We had Vader coming out back out there and assisting Owen Hart and the Bulldog to beat down Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson until we had the awful warrior that came out there, even in the size there. And it was shortly after told that Willem Monsoon had made a match for the In Your House International Incident event July, later on that year. That'll be a huge six-man tag team match. That would see Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, and Alton Warrior team up for the first time ever to go against Camp Cornets, Vader, Owen Hart, and the Bulldog in the main event of In Your House International Incident. But you gotta admit, after watching this whole event, I just watched it a while ago, you gotta admit, this is probably one of the greatest cards that was ever presented in the history of the King of the Ring event. I mean, this card was pretty badass if you go back and watch this whole entire event. I enjoyed it for the most part. So, you know, hopefully you guys will too, you know? So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But other than that, I have a big announcement to make there. My podcast coming up for a full year. I've been doing it. I've enjoyed it so much with you guys. But don't worry, this is not me saying goodbye. This will still be he, me being here every week to tell you about my facts, my fictions, my knowledge of the WWE world every single week in this event, pay-per-view events, superstars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to do a special one-year anniversary show on October 28th, Thursday, and have my fiance be involved as a special guest in this event. So she'll be joining me on my special one-year anniversary show on Thursday, October 28th. And yeah, you know, we're going to have fun with this. Definitely going to have fun. And let's just say it probably is, I promise to have this more exciting, fun episode than ever. But I want to present to you my special one anniversary show of the podcast, God of Heart Wrestling. And I appreciate you guys being here for step of the way. I have not done that many episodes in, you know, the past few months. But like I said, daddy life and work life has gone away. But it's okay. I've been doing pretty good. I hope everybody's in good health, you know. But I'm about to go, guys. I will see you later. Hopefully, we can do another bonus episode this weekend. But if not, you know, I'll be back Wednesday. So, See you guys. Have a good afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day.